My title this morning is Acknowledging God in Our Lives. Do you acknowledge Him in your life every day? When He speaks to you, say, Here I am, Lord. Speak, your servant is listening. Read with me, Hosea 6, verse 3. It is on screen there. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge Him. As surely as the sun rises, He will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. I believe that we are living in a day and age where we need the power and the presence of God in our lives like never, ever before. Who of you feel that everything around you just seems to be crumbling? Anyone? Anyone? Do you feel that, that this country is just going to pot? Hello? The world. Do you know that God is the only solution to the problem? And like never before, we need His presence and His power. And God is busy shaking the things that man is putting their trust and their hope in, He's starting to shake. And God does not want us to put our hope in the things we have. Or in our pension plans, or in this, he, want, he wants us to put our hope in Him. And it is so easy to get into a place where we become laxy daisy, and well, things of I've put everything in place, and you know, and eventually we don't we don't really seek God because, well, everything's there's no almost no necessity. Yet God is wanting us to acknowledge Him continuously. I loved what Joe said, become the best you. Didn't you enjoy that? Stop trying to compare, stop trying to compare yourself with others. Be who you are. As strange as I might think you and your marriage is, that's irrelevant. Amen? Come on, let's be honest. If, it, if they are happy and it works, we need to stop trying to compare. Compare this person with that person. And man, I loved what he shared about his daughter. Hey? She's got tattoo on her legs and he goes into a car and he has to take her to and it's dirty. And he, and he wants to know when he delivers the car, he's going to say, what the heck, this is not how I taught you. And give her what for? And God says, what do you think you're doing? And we are so on the, I need to change you. Meanwhile, we... God is wanting to change me. He's wanting to change us. And we're so busy looking at the, the, the speck of dust in someone else's eye. Meanwhile, we are the ones sitting with the plank in our own eyes. Let's say God, this year, and next year, and the following, and the next decade, and even century for some of us, let's say to God, Lord, you make me the best that I have been called to be. To the glory of your name. And forget about the other person. Be there for them, love them, serve them, but do not try and force them into your mold. I've seen many lives destroyed and congregations destroyed because people try and force others to be who they're not called to be. So my first point this morning is God wants us to acknowledge His presence. Hosea 6.3, the first part said, Let us acknowledge the Lord. 
Is he omnipresent? Yes. So you need, we need to learn to acknowledge that fact and say, I acknowledge you in my life. Thank you. Thank you for your presence here. Yeah. I want to just say, if you're going to talk during the service or say a question, you need to use the mic. Otherwise, it makes it incredibly difficult for the YouTube listeners and for Barry to do the editing, okay? But you're welcome. I want to encourage you to ask questions or to talk, but please just ask for the mic, Okay. Otherwise, very difficult for Barry. Yeah. Say, good morning, God. It's great to have you in, in my life. It's great for your presence here to be among, among us. Amen? Can we even say that now? Let's say, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence in this congregation. Thank you for your love and your presence in my life continuously. And I want to encourage you to do that every day of your life. We read in 2 Thessalonians 1 through, uh, 1, chapter 1, verse 8 through to 10, it says, He will punish those who do not know, know God and do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Sort of links to what we were sharing last week, eh? They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of His power. Who of you want to be shut out from His presence and the majesty of His power eternally? Who of you want to be shut out from His presence even one day, one minute, one second? We need to say, Lord, I do not want Your presence to be removed from me, not even one second. Remember when David sinned and after that he says, Renew a right spirit, a contrite spirit within me, a pure spirit within me. And we need to say, Lord, continuously for me. I need your presence in my life and the majesty of his power. Lord, I want your power to reside within me and through me. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among those who have believed. Do you marvel at his presence? Do you marvel at his majesty? God wants us daily to marvel in his presence. And I want to encourage you every day, from today, when you get up, say, Morning, Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence here among us. Thank you for your presence among me. Thank you for your presence in our family. Because I can tell you now, the minute you start to acknowledge Him in His presence, you're going to see things will change in your life, in your finances, in your situation. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27 says, Now, no, I beat my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Do you, do you beat your body up? Now, but I want to do this. Do you say, ah, 
Do you do that sometimes to your body? Or do you do just whatever you want? Who of you like getting up in the morning because you have to get up and you have to do this? it, It involves discipline, right? Sometimes I don't want to do things, but I just say, you've got no option. Get up, you lazy thing. Get, get going now. Go and do this. Isn't it? You need to do that. Well, I don't feel like sitting down and just waiting on the Lord. You need to beat your body up and make it subject to what you know is right. Otherwise, you're going to live your life forever based on your emotions and you're feeling, well, I don't feel like doing this, so I'm not going to do it. Well, I don't feel God is present, so I'm not even going to acknowledge His presence. Don't do that. Step out in faith and say, Lord, I thank you for your presence here among us. Well, it's great to have you with us. And next time you say, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for calling my name out with love. And I acknowledge your presence. And I thank you here that you're wanting to challenge me and grow me in my love for you. Amen? But you see what it says here. I beat my body up. Who of you sometimes beat you? No, but I want to do this, but God says I'm not to do this. Therefore, I'm going to say to my body, you will not do this. That's what he's saying. We must not let our bodies dictate. We need to learn to submit to the Spirit of God. Number two, God wants us to never stop acknowledging His presence. Carries on and said there, let us press on to acknowledge him. Let us acknowledge him. Then he carries on and says, but let us press on. Let's, what does press mean? Push. Don't give up. Because sometimes we incline to, oh, well, I don't hear the voice of God, and then we give up. Or I don't sense your presence, so, oh, I don't, what's the point of acknowledging him? I don't. We need to carry on and on and on and on and on. Do not give up pressing on, acknowledging His presence in your life. Do not stop. And so often we are inclined to, at 99 we give up and the, the breakthrough was right there. The finish line was there. Meanwhile we stopped here. Don't do that. Do some of us need to repent and say, Lord forgive me for stopping just before the finish line. I thought I'd throw the scripture in, even though it's, it, it says here, Hebrews 3, 7 to 8 says, So as the Holy Spirit says, Today if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Don't harden your heart towards Him. If you hear, this is the truth. Acknowledge Him. Don't harden your heart towards God. And sometimes I think we become disillusioned because, well, I feel this person hears from God, and this one flows in this and this, but I... It's almost like I'm at the back of the queue. Who of you sometimes feel like that? Put up your hand. Yeah? But that's a lie. That would, that's what Satan would have you believe, that he can render you powerless. That you give up and say, and then he says, yes, I've done it again. God says, acknowledge his presence. And even after you've done that, keep pressing on acknowledging his presence. Okay? 1 Chronicles 28 verse 9 says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your forefathers and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thought. He understands our hearts. He understands our motives. If our motives are impure, 
He knows that. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. And I want to encourage you, keep seeking, keep seeking. Do not stop seeking. Keep knocking. Come get the mic. I want to encourage you, do not stop seeking. Do not stop knocking. Because in the end, he will open it. Maria, do you have a hardened heart? Do you see what she says? There are times where we harden our heart. Every single one of us. In certain aspects of our life, we, didn't, we feel that this should have happened, it didn't happen. And so what do we do to protect ourselves? We harden our heart. Instead of continuously remaining vulnerable, and, because that's when God can work within us. You remember what Joe said, do not get off the wheel. Do not get off the wheel because God is busy forming us through those situations and circumstances. And so often we want to jump off the wheel, stay on that wheel, let God do his work within us. Don't harden your heart in any area and aspect of your heart. Do not become disillusioned if you feel that, well, God is not, he's, I sense his presence, but I'm just not pushing through. I'm not hearing the way I want to. I'm not flowing the way I want to. Don't do that. Do not do that. Acknowledge the God of your fathers and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. And the, for the Lord searches the heart and understands every motive behind the thought. If your motives are pure, he sees that. May our devotion to him be wholehearted and may we never, never give up acknowledging him in our lives. Number three, God will reveal himself to us. Here it goes. As surely as the sun rises, the Bible says, as surely as the sun rises, he will appear. What does that say to you? He will appear. Does the sun rise every day in your life? Or do you live on another planet? Every single day the sun rises, right? It's, we've become accustomed that it's, well, we don't even question it. Why is it then that we are question him appearing in our lives. Why? Here, here we read in Hosea, just as the sun rises, so will he appear to us if we acknowledge his presence. And I want to encourage you, keep acknowledging his presence in your life because just as the sun rises, so shall he appear to you and I. That is what it's saying here. And don't become discouraged. Don't become dismayed. Don't become, well, I'm lost in the queue and God doesn't love me and me, 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 me. And don't harden your heart in this area of your life. I know there's many of you that have. Am I right? I know there are. And God is saying, continue, continue to acknowledge me. And even though you might not sense my presence, keep pressing on and acknowledge me. Because just as the sun rises, I will appear to you. And may you be encouraged by that truth. God will appear to you. Ephesians 4.29.30 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, so that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with, with whom you were sealed for the day of repentance. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit and say, Well, you don't want to speak to me, so I'm not going to acknowledge you in my life or your presence. 
I'm not going to carry on seeking you and seeking relationship with you. Don't, that grieves him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep seeking, keep acknowledging, keep pressing. For as surely as the sun rises, so he will appear. And he will reveal himself to you as you seek him with a whole heart. Amen? And then lastly, God will saturate our lives with his goodness and his presence. It says there, he will come to us like the spring rain that waters the earth. Have I missed one? No, yes. God, uh, I've missed one, sorry. Number four, God will gently fill our lives. I've jumped, I've jumped here, guys. Sorry. I've jumped big time. <laughs> Galatians 6 verse 9. Just go back there. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Why did I put, a, put that there? Sometimes we, we do good and we feel we, nothing ever comes off. And it's the same in our relationship with God. We, we sometimes we acknowledge His presence and we feel that while He's not speaking. Isn't it? And I want to encourage you, at the proper time, you will reap the reward. My wife planted a vegetable garden and sometimes you look at these things and it takes long and then suddenly, zoop, and there's suddenly vegetables and you just keep picking and picking and picking. But initially you look and you think, you're this never going to feed anyone. Hello? Isn't that, didn't we, you sometimes think like that? No way, is this not enough for a family? And then you pick and then new ones come and then you pick and it just multiplies. You need to understand a truth. What you sow, you will reap. That is a principle. What we sow, we will reap. If we sow disbelief, we will not reward. We will not be rewarded by His presence. We need to say, Lord, I know that you are here by me, and I thank you for your presence among me. And I thank you that as I seek you, you are going to change things in my life. Maybe you're going through a hard time in your marriage and you sense this, we're just not going to make it. You call out to God and say, Lord, we need your presence in our lives. We need your presence in our midst because that is what breaks the yoke. That is what changes things. Please come and change the situation. Help us to love one another again the way that you would have us love one another. Number four, God will gently fill our lives. God will gently fill our lives. He will come to us like the winter rain. As we, see, as we acknowledge His presence and we press on, surely as the sun rises, so shall He appear to us. And then here it says, as the winter rains come. What, is, where, what are the winter rains like? Soft, normally gentle, isn't it? What does it do? Maybe wash away the chaff in our life, sin nonsense in our life and gets us prepared for the spring rains. What are the spring rains like? Much harder, eh? But he wants to come and gently saturate our lives with his presence. He wants to gently come and appear to us like he came to Natalie this morning. He wants to come and gently minister into our lives. But we need to continuously sow the seed of belief and of acknowledgement. Thank you for your presence. 
Thank you for your presence among us. Thank you. For, yeah, but I don't feel it. I don't base my belief on my feelings. I base it on the truth. And you keep going and you keep going. And then I said there, uh, I read that scripture, Ephesians 4. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve him by having uh, or sowing seeds of unbelief or doubt that he will not come through for you. He will come through for you. Do you believe it? He will. Even those situations and circumstances around you don't feel like it. Don't believe that. Believe the truth that he's there for you. Acknowledge him. And acknowledge that he wants the best for you. And then lastly, number five, God will saturate our lives with his goodness and his presence. He will come to us like the spring rains that water the earth. And the spring rains are heavy rains, isn't it? He will come and saturate every fiber of our being and drench us or maybe rather saturate our lives. Who wants to be saturated by the presence of God? We need to acknowledge Him then. We need to continuously acknowledge Him. Acknowledge His presence and press on to acknowledge Him. And as surely as the sun rises, so shall He appear. Not just like the winter rain, but even the summer rain. And He'll pour down His Spirit upon, upon us. And all of us need to say every day, Holy Spirit, come and baptize me anew and afresh. Fill my cup to overflowing. Because it's in the overflowing that other people can be blessed. Remember what Joe said, and it's so true. God is wanting to, we are, we are his vessels, not just of honor, but vessels that God wants to impart truth and life and love and life change. He wants, he wants our life to bring life change in the people that we come in contact with on a daily basis. If you think that God saved you just to take you to heaven, you are, you are so badly mistaken, it's just not true. God did not come for you to just get right with Him and go to heaven. He came so that He could change us, transform us, so that He can make this world a better place, so that the kingdom of God can be established here on earth as it is in heaven. He wants, a, he's wants his rule and reign, his way of thinking to be established here on earth. It's because you and I are keeping quiet, we are silent, that the world and its ways are prevailing. And we see the kingdom of this world being established instead of the kingdom of, the, of, of, our, of our Lord and Christ. And we as the church need to rise up and say, Lord, I choose to take upon the mantle that you have called me to be and to become, and I will do what you have called me to be. And, and, but the problem is, we do not have his presence in our lives, or, or we sense we don't, don't believe it, and therefore we don't overflow, and therefore we cannot minister and change people's lives. And God is wanting our, us to change other people's hearts and lives for eternity. Amen? <coughs> Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to wake up and say, Lord, I thank you for your presence. Come and fill me afresh. I want to overflow with your love that I can minister, that I can speak other truth in love, that I can speak your words into other people's lives that will bring life change. Amen? Mark 13 verse 11 says, Whenever you are arrested and are brought to trial, 
Do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at that time. For it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Do you know Jesus said that? Because, and I put that in because you are going to use that excuse on me, I know. And I'm going to use that excuse on God. And you are going to do the same with God, right? Oh, but Lord, I'm ill-equipped and I don't know what to say. He says, just you speak, I will put the words in your mouth. Hello? I will give you the words to speak to change people's lives. Just step out in faith. Let's start stepping out in faith with courage. Say, Lord, I don't know what to say. This is fearful. I'm fearful. I feel intimidated by people or ministering into their lives. But if you called me to do that, which he has, make disciples of all people, that's what he's called us to do. Not just in Jerusalem, but in Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. That's what he's called us as his children to do. We need to say, right, Lord, I'll take on that mantle. But I'm fearful, but I will then just speak. But you need to give me the words. And if you are faithful, you'll see what, how people's lives change. I've had people come to me and say, I remember you saying this to me like 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I say, oh, okay. Because you forget. But it's still affected their lives. And I want to encourage you, do not think that God is not using you. Do not believe that lie. And then Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to, get good, give, to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit? Those of us who ask him. And if you ask him, Lord, I want this, or Holy Spirit, I need this in my life, or will you come and form me? Do you think he will not give it to you? He says, I'll give it to you. This was Jesus speaking. He will give you what you ask for. If you ask for more of his presence in your life, he'll give it. If you ask for more of his voice or revelation or dreams, he will give you what you ask for. He even says, you, you guys, you and I, are wicked, yet we give our children great gifts, isn't it? When it's their birthday or something, we give them things that bless them. We don't give them a rock when they ask for a bread. How much more so God will give us what we ask and request. He will give us, and you need to start, we need to start believing that. And unquestioningly, we need to say, thank you, Lord. So, Hosea 6.3, let us acknowledge his presence in our lives. Let us carry on pressing on acknowledging His presence in our life, even though we don't feel like it. Because just as the sun rises, so shall He appear to us. Amen? As the winter rains come, He will come. Just as the spring rains come, He will come and He will appear to us. And that is a thing that I can be assured of. Even though I think it might not happen, the Bible says it will happen. Therefore, I step out in faith and I acknowledge His presence in my life every day. And I do not stop. Father, I thank You for Your love for us. I thank You that You desire to reveal Yourself to us as Your children. Thank You that You have great plans that You are wanting to do through every single one of our lives. Forgive us where we've doubted 
your presence. Forgive us where we've doubted that you want to use us as your vessel of honor. Thank you, Lord, that you have called me. Thank you that you've called everyone here to minister life into other people's lives. But we realize that we cannot do it without your presence. We cannot do it without your impartation. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and fill, fill our cups, fill our lives, fill our hearts, fill our minds, fill our spirit to overflowing. We want to flow as you would have us flow. We ask that you would come and use us to change people's hearts and lives. Some of you crying out and saying, but I first need my life changed. Well, Lord, I pray that you'd come and change our hearts and our lives. Come and minister to us as individuals so that we in turn can minister to others. Thank you that you love us unconditionally. Thank you that you do not want us to be a slave to the things of this world, but a slave to righteousness, slave to godliness, a slave to you. And as slaves, as your children, we say, Lord, here we are. Use us. Use us for the glory of your name. Use us for the transformation of this world. That we may see your kingdom come. And your will be done in Heinitzburg and in Limpopo and in South Africa and across the nations of this world. We thank you for your presence among us. Thank you for your presence in our home. And we thank you that you will never, ever leave us or forsake us. We want you to know that we will never, ever doubt the fact, the truth, that your presence resides with us continuously and that you will never leave us, never forsake us, never leave us in the lurch. And we bless you in this place. We bless you in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you.